Welcome to episode 11 of Teacher Talk with Zach Clancy. I'm Zach Clancy. It's great to be back after taking last week off. I did some gardening and gave my backyard some much-needed attention. Anyway, this week, as we do every week, we will be exploring a topic in education that will hopefully be helpful for both K-12 teachers and interesting to everyone else. This week, we're going to be looking at Nell Noddings and the role of care in education. Noddings believes that the, quote, main aim of education should be to produce competent, caring, loving, and capable people. Noddings believes that students should learn the knowledge and skills necessary to help them to navigate the world around them while simultaneously caring for children, the elderly, animals, and the environment. Noddings reflects on the two ways themes of care can exist in schools. In one arena, subjects in school are organized around the thematic units of care. For example, Nodding writes, we might consider life stages, spiritual growth, and what it means to develop an admirable character. In exploring the topic of caring for intimate others, we might include units on love, friendship, and parenting. Under the theme of caring for strangers and global others, we might study war, poverty, and tolerance. In addressing the human-made world, we might encourage competency with machines that surround us and a real appreciation for the marvels of technology. In the other arena, Noddings says that subjects in school remain the standard modern-day disciplines, but incorporate themes of care throughout. For example, such themes as war, Poverty, crime, racism, or sexism can be addressed in almost every subject area. In both examples, Noddings suggests that schools allow free discussion of these topics with powerful stories of honesty, compassion, moderation, and chastity, unquote. And that's according to the education website New Foundations, which I'll link to in the show notes. But before we delve into the details of this week's episode, it's time for Collaboration Corner. This week, there are two shout-outs. But before I do the shout-outs, let me explain a little bit about why there are two shout-outs. Anyway, last Friday, I had a record-breaking day for the number of people who listened to Teacher Talk on that particular day. I broke my old record by something like 60%. And I'm pretty sure it's because a few organizations helped spread the word about Teacher Talk in the Twitter sphere. Uh, With that said, the first organization that I want to tell you about is called Pentagon Sport. And the second one is called Virtual Job Shadow. Pentagon Sport is an expert in design, supply, and installation of outdoor learning environments and playgrounds in elementary schools and preschools across the United Kingdom. And Virtual Job Shadow's mission is to inspire people to pursue their dreams through innovative digital learning. As always, I'll link to their Twitter accounts in the show notes. And, as always, I hope you'll like this episode. Either way, you can reach me at teachertalkwithzachclancy.com. Please follow me on Facebook at teachertalkwithzachclancy and on Twitter at teachertalkwzc. That's the words teacher and talk followed by the letters W, Z, and C. 
You can also get a hold of me at teachertalkwithzachclancy at gmail.com. All right. First things first. I'm going to start out by telling you all a little bit about Nell Nodding's background. Then we're going to talk about her contributions to the education world. After that, I'm going to talk about how her contributions can be applied to a K-12 classroom setting. Anyway, according to the New Foundations website, quote, Nell Nottings was born in 1929 and has worked in nearly every aspect of teaching, from elementary to secondary to post-secondary education. Along with her experience in the classroom, Nottings has also served as an administrator and a curriculum developer for public schools. She has written 13 books and some 200 articles. Nottings received her bachelor's degree in mathematics and physical science from Montclair State College, her master's degree in mathematics from Rutgers University, and her doctorate in educational philosophy from Stanford University. Some of her accomplishments include awards for teaching excellence and positions as Stanford's Dean of Education, Eastern Michigan University's Chair of Urban Education, President of the Philosophy of Education Society, and President of the John Dewey Society. Nell Nottings has been married for 58 years and has 10 children, unquote. And just as a side note, just as a little interesting factoid, um, I attended Eastern Michigan University at the same time that Nottings was the chair of urban education. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to take any of her classes. But when I was doing research for this episode, uh, I came across photos of her. And I'm like 95% certain that I used to cross paths with her on campus on at least a semi-regular basis. Like, I saw her photo, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing this woman at, at campus when I was going to school at Eastern Michigan University. Um, but anyway, moving on. Um, according to the Columbia University Teacher College's website, quote, Dr. Nottings is renowned in both education and philosophy for her promotion of the ethics of care an argument that caring should be a foundation for ethical decision-making. Dr. Nottings describes herself as a feminist ethicist and a philosopher of education. Dr. Nottings' career in education has spanned five decades, beginning as a middle grades and high school math teacher before moving on to educational administration and higher education. She is an award-winning teacher, having won the Excellence in Teaching Award at Stanford in 1981, 1982, and 1997. Unquote. So there's a little background about Nottings. Now let's explore her contributions to education. And this information is again according to the New Foundations website. Unquote. Nell Nottings says that both teachers in school and parents at home should be the ones to teach. Above all, Nottings says... It is not enough to want one's students to master basic skills, but it is also necessary to help the students become a loving human being as well. Noddings wants parents and teachers to keep in mind that the student is infinitely more important than the subject. Therefore, teachers should be more concerned with their relationships with students. The teachers need to be aware of the broad interests of the students and be willing to self-educate themselves in order to gain understanding about the various topics students might choose to learn. 
Nottings says that teachers need to give up the notion of teaching their subject only for its own sake and inquire deeply into its place in human life broadly construed. Teachers should also be able to answer questions about school subjects outside of their own discipline. For instance, if an English teacher is unfamiliar with a math concept, he or she must be able and willing to reference other resources so the teacher and the student can gain further knowledge together. Nottings writes, teachers should be willing to discuss matters on which they have no specific training and help students to create and learn powerful methods of investigation. Every child is different, and teachers need not mandate the child's learning, but instead guide the children's interest in learning. Nodding says that teachers need to resist the temptation or the mandate to manipulate the child to squeeze him into some mold. Noddings also claims that the home is a primary place for children's education. Homes need to create a learning environment and should include such resources to do so. She says that, first, every child should live in a home that has at least adequate material resources and attentive love. Parents should not only look for, but also create teachable moments or moments for incidental learning. As for the curriculum, Noddings suggests one that includes the broad ranges of the interests of each student. This, she says, will mean more to the students than a general curriculum. Education, organized around an infinite number of broad talents and interests, augmented and filled out by serious inquiry into common human problems, stands the best chance of achieving a meaningful equality. Since this curriculum is centered around the student's interest, Nottings says that it only makes sense that it be developed not only by the teacher, but by the students as well. She states that the curriculum needs to be cooperatively constructed by teachers and students, unquote. And this is important. That is, the idea that students should be involved in the process of deciding what their curriculum or what their course of study will look like and that the curriculum should be based on the individual student's interests. Uh, This is a concept that uh, we'll be revisiting when we talk about practical applications of Nodding's contributions. Anyway, the New Foundation's website concludes by saying that, quote, Nodding's argues that public school teachers, even now, in much less than ideal circumstances, can encourage intelligent reflection upon such controversial topics as feminism and religion, humanism, and the meaning of life, and religious versus secular ethics, unquote. And I feel like that last little bit is important to keep in mind because it reminds us that as teachers, we can bring caring into the classroom, even if we're not teaching in a building with a school-wide curriculum that emphasizes caring. With that said, let's move on to the practical application segment of this episode. Uh, Just on a side note, you could argue that on this show in general, the contributions of education that I talk about fall into one of two broad categories, Um, but they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. There could, and there probably is some overlap, Um, but it's usually one or the other. 
Um, anyway, I usually either talk about uh, teaching methods or teaching philosophies that I think would be helpful for K-12 teachers and, you know, interesting to everyone else. Um, you know, for example, uh, in episode one about Kurt Hahn and episode nine about Paulo Freire and episode 10 about Maria Montessori, um, you know, those include methods that you could use in K-12 classrooms. Whereas the episodes about Sune Sabato Makiyaguchi and Howard Gardner and Nelson Goodman were more about a philosophy that teachers could use in the classroom in general, more like in their like approach, the, the way they think about teaching. Um, anyway, this week falls into the uh, latter category. So instead of concrete examples, I'm going to talk about uh, ways that you can use this information to sort of think about your approach to teaching. Anyway, Nottings argues that education from the care perspective has four key components. Modeling, dialogue, practice, and confirmation. And that's according to infed.org, which is a website for educational resources. So looking at the first one, modeling, the, the website says, quote, within a care perspective, not unexpectedly, Educators are concerned with the growth of people as carers and cared-fors. Unlike cognitive developmentalists, for example, they're not primarily interested in moral reasoning. Although there is a recognition that reasoning is important, educators have to show in their behavior what it means to care. We do not merely tell them to care and give them texts to read on the subject. We demonstrate our caring in our relationships with them. Unquote. The next key component is dialogue, and according to the site, quote, the intent is to engage people in dialogue about caring. As Mel Dottings has pointed out, dialogue is such an essential part of caring that we could not model caring without engaging in it. In addition, it is also important to talk directly about and explore our caring, as it can be manifested in very different ways. It can thus help people to critique and better understand their own relationship and practice. In other words, it allows us to evaluate our attempts to care. As we try to care, we are helped by our efforts, by the feedback we get from the recipients of our care. Furthermore, and crucially, dialogue contributes to the growth of cared fors. The third component is practice. The site explains that Quote, Nell Noddings argues that the experience in which we immerse ourselves tends to produce a mentality. If we want to produce people who will care for another, then it makes sense to give students practice in caring and reflecting on that practice. The last component is confirmation. According to the site, quote, this particular component, it is suggested, sets caring apart from the other approaches to moral education. In making her case, Nell Noddings draws particularly on the work of Martin Buber. He describes confirmation as an act of affirming and encouraging the best in others. When we confirm someone, we identify a better self and encourage its development. To do this, we must know the other reasonably well. Otherwise, we cannot see what the other is really striving for, what ideal he or she may long to make real. Formulas and slogans have no place in confirmation. 
we do not posit a single ideal for everyone and then announce high expectations for all. Rather, we recognize something admirable, or at least acceptable, struggling to emerge in the person we encounter. The goal or attribute must be seen as worthy by both the person trying to achieve it and by us. We do not confirm people in ways we judge to be wrong. Unquote. Another one of Nodding's contributions that you can use as a K-12 teacher is called Ames Talks, which might seem like a sort of weird phrase, but I think it'll make sense once I've had a chance to explain it to you. So, instead of discussing, you know, objectives or goals in education, like a student being able to do algebra, Ames Talks, the purpose of those according to Nottings, is to have discussions that center on the deepest questions in education. You know, and those questions are things like, what are we trying to accomplish by teaching algebra? Who benefits? Should our efforts be designed to enhance the society or the government? Or should they be directed at the benefits of the individual? If we're concerned with something like self-actualization, what does that mean? Unquote. And real quickly, before I forget, I just want to mention that this is according to Nodding's book, Happiness and Education, which was published in 2003. I'll cite it in the show notes. I can't link to it because I'm using a physical printed copy of the book. Anyway, getting back on topic, Nodding's goes on to ask, quote, if we are concerned with the welfare of the state, must we describe the sort of state in and for which we will educate? Is there an inherent conflict between individuals and society? This is just a sample of questions that must be considered when we engage in AIMS talks. Some people object to wasting time on AIMS talks. People have been debating questions concerning the aims of education since the days of Plato. And in our times, within a century or so, talk of AIMS has not changed schooling dramatically. Why not avoid such useless talk and get on with the practical business of education? Even teachers talk this way and seem to have little patience for conversations that do not culminate with something useful for tomorrow's lessons, unquote. And again, that's according to happiness and education. Nottings goes on to argue that Ames talks are to education, quote, what freedom is to democracy. Without freedom, democracy degenerates into a form quite different from liberal democracy. Similarly, without continual reflective discussion of aims, education may become a poor substitute for its best vision. Moreover, just as freedom takes on newer and richer meanings as times change, so must the aims of education change, unquote. Nottings then provides the example of literacy. You know, in colonial America, people who were quote-unquote literate didn't know how to navigate the type of multimodal literacies that we see all over the internet and in popular culture today. You know, uh, they, for example, may not have been able to look up Teacher Talk podcast in the iTunes store, even though you can look it up under Teacher Talk. Uh, anyway... You know, I mean, or another example you could think of is hashtags. They didn't know what hashtags were back then. You know, 20 years ago, a hashtag was the pound sign. 
Um, anyway, as you can see, Nottings encouraged teachers to approach education as something that should be based on the individual needs of the students and that the aims of education should be revisited and reevaluated, you know, because things change. The social and educational context of today didn't exist yesterday, and it won't exist tomorrow. And schools need to change with that context. And the way that teachers make sure that schools change with the times is by having things like Ames Talks. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for this week. But I'd like to know, what do you think about Nell Nodding's approach to education? Do you think that care is something that should have a meaningful role in K-12 education? What do you think about Ames Talks? What should the aims of education be? And who should get to decide what those aims are? Send your answers my way, along with any other questions or comments you might have about past episodes, as well as suggestions for future episodes that you might have to teachertalkwithzachclancy.com. You can get a hold of me by clicking on the Colab Corner tab. It's the one on the far right. You can also get a hold of me at teachertalkwzc at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at TeacherTalkWZC and Facebook at TeacherTalk with Zach Clancy. That's all for this week's show. I'm Zach Clancy. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.